Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Today's episode is part three of a five-part discussion on the church in lockdown. If you haven't listened to episode 1 and 2, I would encourage you to do so now. They're episode 27 and 28. Joining me for the discussion is Dr. Paul Hartwig and Matthew DeMonzi, pastoral intern at Strand Baptist Church. Today we focus on the church and fellowship. Um, brothers, with your leave, I want to move on to the next one because I think this, one, this is one that also hits home for many people at this stage. And that's, if you go back to Acts chapter 2 verse 42, they not only mentioned that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, but also fellowship. Fellowship. Um, I'm going to ask you, Paul, give me a sense. What is fellowship? Help us understand. Because we often think of it as just a bunch of people having coffee. Yeah. And we know fellowship's more than that. It's, it's probably not what's in our mind at the moment when, when, when ideas come with the word fellowship based on our experience of church. Um, just like the yes. word church, it's quite different the content of the word biblically quite different from the content is similar to the this issue of what and uh, some translations speak about the common life life mm-hmm. because they're trying to get closer to the underlying greek word which is koinonia um, a common or shared life is probably a good a good uh, 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 paraphrase of what in that word fellowship so as long as we and maybe when the king james was written the word fellowship had far more weight to it than it does today it's quite a light word having tea etc uh, or just enjoying each other's company it's, mm. it's to share our common life together uh, to feel that we are one because this was the unique thing about this this church on the day of Pentecost with the presence of the Lord, the spirit coming, the preaching of Peter, the ministry of the spirit, the indwelling of the spirit. Uh, he, cre- he created a common bond with all these people because, because God was inside of them and joined them one to each other. Mm. And they were, they were committed. This, the, what's interesting, the, um, the word here, it's a very good word that, I don't know what your translations say when it says they, they were uh, continually attending or devoting themselves to. Um, yes. They devoted themselves. Very, very strong word. The word yes. is, a, I would say, it's the type of thing, Peter, that you know all about when you have a newborn. The mother and father, they are continually devoted day and night to, you know, it goes on, of course, for the rest of the child's life, but particularly the intensity and the protracted uh, nature of that. That's the type of word that is used here. They, they devoted themselves. So it probably meant the fellowship to caring for one another, for they were obviously meeting in homes. They, they were feeling that they were one people. And we'll see that later in the book of Acts. When something happens to one person, everybody feels it happens to everybody else. And that analogy... Yes that Matthew spoke about, about the body, is, the, is what Paul really uh, fills that out, the whole thing of sharing a common life within the body. And uh, so we're trying to, I think at this time, just, just uh, 
uh, last thing, we I've said, said to you, Peter, that felt that, well, we can't obey what Hebrews says when it says that do not forsake your assembling. But physically, we, we can't fulfill that right now. But we can fulfill what Hebrews says also, encourage one mm. another daily. And I think yes. some encouraging one another daily, feeling we're not just looking after ourselves. We can, through the different media that we have, be praying just and through connecting with each other to to connect with each other and share with one another our common life in Christ and uh, encourage each other daily as, as we see the day approaching. Um, yes. So I think yes. that's the direction I think when I think of these verses. Matthew, I want to bring you in here as well. One thing that, that I find striking whenever I read the New Testament, and particularly when I read the commands given to us in the New Testament, there's always this communal element to them, uh, most of the commands, and, and the, particularly then the one another commands. For example, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10, where uh, we're told, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That's part of what that fellowship is like, that shared life is like, is encouraging one another, stirring one another up, um, keeping one another uh, accountable to this common life that we have in Christ. Um, give me a sense. What are, what are some of the ways that you think we uh, can stir up fellowship or pursue fellowship even now? And what are some of the things that you think we've lost? Um, not that I want to dwell on the negative, but I do want us to have an appreciation for this not being normal. This is not normative. This is not the way church should be. Um, so, Matthew, yeah. if you wouldn't mind um, sharing a few thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, just trying to build upon what Paul said there. You know, fellowship is a, a fellowship rooted not in the the love of of hanging out. It's it's not a fellowship that says, okay, he and I get along, or 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 we both love the same sports team, or we both love the same food. It's not a fellowship rooted in anything uh, except or primarily a fellowship that is rooted in Christ mm. himself. It's a participation, to borrow the language of uh, 1 Corinthians 11, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and then following from that, a participation with one another. Mm. And in that fellowship, we always have a purpose. Mm. And I think that's why Hebrews 10, 24 is so interesting, where he says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That word, consider, think through, weigh this carefully. And, and I think that's so important because um, although we can't meet, hopefully many of us are in contact with um, brothers and sisters in the church and in the faith and are trying to make sure everyone's doing quite fine. And what happens is when you want to, stir someone up to love and good works, you have to consider who it is that you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. And so your exhortation, your, your directing them to scripture is based upon who you're speaking to. Are you speaking mm -hmm. to a male? Are you speaking to a female? Are you speaking to someone who's married? Are you speaking to someone who's single? Are you speaking to someone in the early 20s or someone who is elderly? These things actually matter when it comes to, uh, exhorting one another to love and to good works. I just find that language particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and it also means 
And I think here's something maybe I struggle with. There are a lot of people that I love and enjoy, and it's just awesome to speak to them. And when we, we speak, we can speak about anything. And yet, we have to remember that Scripture and the use of Scripture in encouragement is massively important. Mm. Use the Bible to stir someone on to love and good works matters. To ask that question, how can I pray for you? Or, mm. or to ask that question, hey, how's your Bible reading going? Or is there, are there particular sins that you're struggling with? Are there particular joys and victories that the Lord has been bringing about in your life? How can I rejoice with you? Always to kind of bring it back and say, hey, what's God been doing? Mm. Because that's where our fellowship is rooted in. It's rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the work that he has done in our lives. Now, again, hopefully we're all doing that. And just a, a, maybe a, a practical uh, little tip, really. Um, hopefully mo most of us have those fellowship books that we've got uh, from the church that Stuart so wonderfully lays out for us. And maybe just a tip. Take a few names a day. Maybe go through one page a day. Uh, send out some messages or give a phone call. And if you can't do one page a day, do half a page. <laughs> but let people know that you love them, that you're praying mm. for them, that you care for them, um, mm. and seek to serve them even, even now. I was speaking to someone earlier, uh, just before we had this conversation, I had a, a phone call with someone. And the person said, the time, this is the time when we need the church the most, and yet we can't gather. Mm. Yeah. It's a time that we need one another the most, and yet we can't mm. gather. And although we were speaking on the phone, mm. the person recognized that there's something distinctively special about the church that gathers and that fellowship that takes place yeah. under the preaching of the word when we sing together, when we pray together. Mm. And, mm. and what can happen is, I know what has happened is, let's uh, say you're preaching on a Sunday. And that word you preach for all of us as a church. And when we go and have coffee and tea, we can talk about how that word actually applies to one another. And now mm. that seems to be gone, at least in mm. part. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, to add to that, I think that that idea of having a purpose when you call someone, it's one thing mm. just to phone and ask them, how you're doing? How have you been keeping yeah. busy? Although show interest and be genuine about it, mm -hmm. but also then to be deliberate in, in reminding people that we are part of the church. We are part of um, God's family. We are the peculiar people that belong to Christ, yeah. a kingdom of priests unto our God. Yeah. Have that mindset. So if, if this was a conversation between two diplomats representing the same country, Yes, they probably talk about the weather and they'd ask how things are going, but then they'd get down to business and say, listen, so how are you still representing the interests of our home country? How are you still making sure that you're faithful mm. to, to our home country? And we are strangers and exiles. Um, yeah. That is also a description that's used very often and a metaphor to describe our experience in this world. Yes. And, um, and we need to remind one another of that even now. And maybe especially now because it's so easy to see that. Uh, we feel kind of like strangers and exiles in a foreign land. Yeah. And we encourage one another uh, remotely. So we shouldn't lose sight of, of how to exercise that form of fellowship. Yeah. That was part three of our five-part discussion on the church in lockdown. 
Join us again tomorrow as we continue with part four, focusing on the Lord's table. God bless. Thank you.